back. We are here with another episode. And it's Saturday afternoon, going into evening. We're Dusk. just Yeah, we're watching the sunset and podcast is on should you go to law school and why we're going to say probably not. <laughs> um, one of the things that happened this week was we went to go see a mortgage broker just to like get a pre-approval and all that kind of stuff. And when we were talking to the mortgage broker, we were just going through, you know, you have to write down all your expenses, expenses and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then he was telling us all the services we need to get after. And one of them, he's like, oh, you've got to get a good lawyer to do to do your like property contracts and mm. all that kind of stuff. And um and then he was saying something, oh, you know, someone who can read legal speak. And then for a second, I was like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Tori, <laughs> you were a lawyer. And I was like, oh, yeah. it just it slipped my mind. Like, I already forgot about that period in life. I feel like all of my, like, Canadian friends who are listening to this would obviously know. But, like, I became a lawyer right before I moved to Australia. I literally got called to the bar on, like, I think June 26th and then moved to Australia, like, July 3rd or something. <laughs> and then, yeah, I haven't practiced here or done anything. So I don't even really tell that many people. It's here. your secret shameful past. <laughs> or it's also one of those things where it feels like braggy if you're like, I was a lawyer. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's also one of the things, too, is, like, it still has a cachet to it or, yeah, like, a thing, but it's like kind of, like, why? Like, oh. um, which is interesting. But, yeah, so today we're going to talk about all the reasons why people might become lawyers and go to law school because it seems to just be, like, a, a trope, Trend. basically. Yeah. Like, it's just you finish, you finish university, you're not sure what to do, you want to feel like you have direction, purpose, yeah. like you don't really know what kind of job to get. I and think it's kind of a default for a lot of people in North America when you feel lost and you don't know what you're doing with your career. You're just like, oh, okay, like... It's true. And becoming a doctor is so much more commitment, right? But yeah. it's like a noble profession is... Mm -hmm. Or like obviously not necessarily <laughs> noble though. But in terms of like, it seems like you make good money. Yeah. It's, it seems more respected as like yeah. ooh, like a lot of people just think you know what i'm gonna go to law school yeah and then that's three years on top of so like in australia you can actually just do law as your undergrad so it's like not as big of a commitment but in canada you have to do your undergrad first i think you can do after three years you can go to law school but it's still three years of undergrad and then three years yeah it's a lot law school. School. So it's a lot of school and it's really expensive like i went to the cheapest law school, I think, at the time in Canada. And it was still 15000 a year in tuition alone. And, like, during that time, mm -hmm. you're not usually working or, like, making other money. So you're spending even more money. And, like, you just get most people I know or some people's parents pay for it. But, like, if you can't, if you don't have a rich family, then you get um, a line of credit. And it's so funny, like, getting the line of credit. I thought it was, like, a huge deal. And I was, like, nervous going into the bank. And I was, like, oh, my God. Like, will they oh. give this to me? And I literally, like, just, like, oh, let me see your letter of, like, admission. And they're, like, okay. And then they give you, like, $100,000 or, like, something ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. And it's hard to come to grips with like no. having that kind of money and not knowing what your life is going to be like after or the commitment yeah. you've just entered into it it's a big thing to take on it is but it almost like doesn't seem like a big thing when you do it because it's so easy and then I feel like I knew a lot of other people who had done it also and like my friends who were like in med school or pharmacy school were like oh I have even more of line of credit than yeah that. <laughs> and I think the normal the seeming normalcy of it is like it can be a bit dangerous it too can, for sure because if you're not 100% sure and you get into something like this, yeah. like once you borrow that money and spend yeah. it, like yeah. even if you decide you don't want to do that later and like it, mm. it's not the right thing for you, you kind of have no way out. You've got to get through that debt. Like and that debt's what ends up driving you later. Yeah. I remember even in my first semester, 
I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's for me, but I'm like, well, I've already taken out the line of credit and I've already paid like $15,000. So I toyed well keep going. Like, with the idea of going to law school, mm. so, like all throughout my yeah. 20s. And that was one of the things our, our mom, yeah. our parents wanted one of us to become a professional. So, yeah, like our parents were always really about grades and doing law in school and like getting a stable career. And it was basically like be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an accountant, essentially. That was like what their mantra was. So like, I became a web designer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like even growing up, like when I went to uni in the first place, I didn't even want to do business. Like I originally was like, oh, maybe I'll be a doctor because I was like, oh, that's a like nice profession Sounds you're like good. doing good but then I didn't really love science in school like that was I think physics was like the first class that I got like a B in and I got cried and was like oh I don't know anything about it. and then I was just like I can't do science um and then I was like okay I'm not gonna get good enough grades in science to be a doctor so I was like no I'm not doing that and then yeah when I was applying for uni I would have loved to just do like English or like languages like I always mm-hmm. loved and that's that's what I ended up taking all my electives in but like I just was like no I, I'm too scared to just do arts and like what can you do with arts and essentially you can go to law school after do an arts degree is what a lot of people end up doing but um yeah and then I ended up doing business and I also hated that and was like oh. yeah but um yeah and then so I just had that in the back of my head from like our parents for a long time and after uni I got my first job well, it, but it was also like literally anytime yeah. there was a lull, our parents would be like, oh, but you could always go to law yeah, school. Yeah, it was always And it, I don't it, think that's just our parents. No, and even like also, because I've said before, like growing up, I was in like the gifted program. So it was like very high achiever. Like all my friends had like a 95% average and like it was just ridiculous. Like we were super nerdy and like I, I cried if I got like a B in something. <laughs> um, but like that was also that dynamic where you're like brought up in this like bubble of being like oh being smart is like you just have to be smart and get the best grades and like everyone's gonna be something like you felt like you had to succeed in that way and like I've said before too like I know so many people most people I grew up with in school are like doctors or lawyers or accountants or like business like they're all kind of professionals in that way so it's definitely a lot of pressure from that I think as well and not just our parents. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you, because I found this list of like six reasons why you shouldn't go to law school. Um, but I wanted to ask you first, why did you want to go to law school? Yeah. So I think I thought about it and I didn't, I never actually had like a passion to be like, Ooh, I want to be a lawyer. Like I'd watch like Ally McBeal and like some yeah. of those shows that make it seem kind of fun. But, um, I basically, yeah, after I graduated uni and I worked in business for, a year for the paper company which is basically like the office um and it was like it was a good first job to have I was like a marketing assistant and like my boss was really nice but it was just like a super old school company and everyone was like 40 plus generally. and they've been there for yeah, ever, like right? six years or something like there's like very established in Canada um but I just like was in that job and was like I don't want this to be my life like I was 22 and like mm-hmm. driving to Mississauga Brampton every day and like the cold and just like it just seemed so like I was in this middle life already I was like what happened in my youth or like what is this and I like didn't I didn't look at my boss and be like oh I want to have her job like I just couldn't see what the path was and I like didn't really want to work my way up in business and I just felt stuck in that way and I was like I am not ready for like adult life as if this is what it mm-hmm. is and then like law school just seemed and I had friends who were like in med school or in pharmacy school or in other things and I was like oh I just like and I loved school generally I didn't love uni that much but like it just felt like a safe thing. It's also funny because I just remember like 
business being yeah. in, in business for your undergrad yeah. was like super stressful too oh, yeah and then when you finished the pressure from our parents and stuff to get a job oh, yeah. was so intense I, I got a job like I think I started my job in September so it would be like four months yeah after graduating and I felt like I was so late because our parents like <laughs> our mom made me like get a professional resume writer and do like the Myers-Briggs test and like all these things that was like so intense and like did you do the Myers-Briggs yeah test? she like paid for it too it was like it's a expensive. special Myers-Briggs yeah. I don't know um, um and it just yeah it felt like so much pressure and just like you like when you graduate uni you're so young and you don't know what no anything is and like you don't know what a job is but like, I also think it's like you wanted relief you wanted yeah. relief from that stress you wanted to just have a job to be like okay I'm working yeah. I finished uni I'm working it was worth it I can do it exactly and you got a job and you got a good job yeah but it, it was again like, it's is like this what it was it's all not for? it wasn't like, enough or yeah. it wasn't you know it wasn't what you thought it would be no. and it's so funny because like so much of your youth is like almost ricocheting to mm. the next thing yeah. like in some ways and it's like, like as soon as I get this as soon as like yeah, yeah it's like oh but it doesn't feel good or it's not this right then yeah. then you just like try and propel yourself to whatever the next thing could yeah. be as quickly as possible yeah um and you don't have any time to just sit no. in it see perspective because you feel like it's a rush you feel yeah. like their time is running out even if you're only like what 22 no. or yeah. something and I I remember because our mom like just wanted me to be a lawyer so badly and I'm pretty sure I started studying for the LSATs like right when I started my job so it was already kind of there as like a backup yeah. plan and then once I had been in the job for a while I was just like oh is this it and then actually we went to Greece as like our family yeah. trip and I remember it was like the best vacation. like I just hadn't traveled in a while and it was like so nice to be in another country and you get that like new revitalized feeling of life where you're like oh I remember like who I am and that wasn't and, like, even a long trip no it was literally like a week, a week or something, or something. <laughs> And then I think I had already decided – I don't know if I'd accepted yet. I think I had decided, but I hadn't officially accepted or, like, quit my job or anything. And then I got home from that trip and, like, went into work. And, like, when people asked me, like, how the trip was, I wanted to cry because I was, like, so <laughs> sad to be back in the office. And I was just, like, so depressed. And that just propelled it even further. I was like, okay, I can't stay in this. Like, law school is my escape. It's, like, I just think that's so thing. funny, yeah. like, to think about it now. Like, and, like, I think for me also, like, school had always been a bit of my, like, safe zone. Even if I didn't love yeah. uni that much, it was, like, something I knew and, like... Well, it's, like, let's not think about what happens after law school. No. Let's and, just, like... like we knew lawyers because, like, we both babysat for a couple who were both lawyers and, like... The dad just worked crazy hours. Like he was working all the time. We like never. Well, really the reason why we got to babysit so much was yeah. because they they weren't home. Yeah. So she had been a lawyer, but then she kind of had to take time off yeah. to take care of the kids for different reasons. And yeah, and he was just working seven days a week. Yeah, and it's not like I knew any like super happy lawyers or like. I, well, and she warned you yeah. and said, "Don't be a lawyer." Yeah, like, like a it's, lot of people. And I remember you were like, "Oh, are you sure? Are you yeah, sure do this." But I just like couldn't see any alternatives at the time and like I really didn't want to stay in business well, and, and I didn't I, know how. I remember I found yeah. it really interesting because she was like don't be a lawyer and the reasons mm. why she said that were yeah you may make a lot of money but you work for every yeah. single penny it's yeah. not like you know it, if you want to make a lot of money and have a good life she said be a doctor that's <laughs> a lot of work at first but then yeah. you can make your own hours you can do half days mm. you can be a pediatrician um and it's like a lot more for your money yeah. kind of but like uh, yeah, don't be a lawyer. And I think also when you had just started looking into it, this article came out. I think it was in the Toronto Star and mm. it was like the unhappiest person yeah. in the world. I think world. it has like the highest exit rate as, yeah. a, as a career. It was like even. is a 40 year old female yeah. lawyer. Yeah. And it was like you. Yeah. <laughs> just because you can't like you can't have a family. You can't yeah. make partner. You can't do any of the things you need to do. I think for me too, 
it was a bit of that ego thing, definitely like ego. Whereas like I had my first business job, but I was just like working with Walmart to like set up displays of pro- you know, like just you things did where some I was, cool like, stuff. I though. did some cool stuff, but like I was like, oh, is this what it's all for? And I yeah. like, think I glamorized the idea of being a lawyer as being like really smart and like. I'd be more challenged and like all this stuff where I was more like, purposeful. Yeah. And it is in some ways, but it has a lot of, yeah, a lot of other things that we'll get to <laughs> soon. But yeah, basically for me, I think I just felt like that was almost like my only option in a weird way. And like, it felt like a weird safe default. Yeah. To, it didn't, what else would you have yeah. done? There, it didn't seem a, like there was anything especially else. Especially when you're do. in your first job too. You don't feel like it would be easy to like get another job or like yeah. work. And I was just like, I don't even yeah. I you're just probably felt, your next option would have been trying to get something in the city. Yeah. That was like, would have been an awful commute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so this article that I found, they did it's actually really funny mm-hmm. and I'll put it on the post for this yeah. or the, the article for this podcast um but it was six reasons that you should not go to law school <laughs> one was i like arguing and everyone says i'm good at it oh yeah that definitely have... wasn't me at all because no. i'm not confrontational but you are like a good like, I'm logical you're logical yeah. And, yeah. and you love to read and yeah. like all that kind of stuff but i've definitely heard people say that before about... i'm good at like for like i always like writing essays which i feel like is similar in a way like forming yeah. an argument and that structure well that's more realistic yeah, in terms is. of what being a lawyer is um two is i want to be like insert your favorite legal character oh yes yeah, i feel like people watch suits and they're like woo, <laughs> yeah so exciting like yeah. but the amount of people that actually go to court oh, and yeah. like have that kind of a lifestyle i, I actually or... watched um that ruth gator binsberg Vader Ginsburg yeah. documentary a while ago and I was like oh maybe I should go back because like that was so inspirational but I was like how many people actually are like going and arguing in the Supreme Court like all the time um the third one was it's the only way I can use my humanities degree so it's the same yeah, like, like if you did English degree, yeah. or you did whatever like I had a couple friends from law school who went in right after undergrad but they I think they had both done like arts as well so they were kind of just like well this is another career an easy career yeah. path almost. Yeah. Um, for I want to change the world, help homeless people, rescue stray kittens, do something noble. Yeah. Um, although There's... I have a friend who she worked for the Salvation Army for a few years, like, and then after uni, and then she became a lawyer. She was in the yeah. same school as you, actually. Yeah. And she did it because she said there wasn't enough she could do just working for the, mm. for the Salvation Army. Yeah. And she and she has, like, found a way to yeah, help there people. Definitely, and, there are ways. Like, I do know people who are doing that. But, but yeah, and I know people who work for, like, legal aid as well. Which, yeah, yeah, sorry. That's what it, I forgot what yeah. it was. Legal aid and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's what she did for, like, for right while, after yeah, that. Yeah. But that's also um, kind of frowned upon, I think, in some ways when you're in law school. Oh, yeah. Like, it depends who you are, but yeah. <laughs> um, and then six uh, – Oh, five, I don't know what else to do. Mm, I feel like that's that's a majority of people. people. And six, I want to make a lot of money. And there's like such a fallacy about the amount of money you make. Like basically if you do it per hour for the number of hours you have to work as a lawyer, it just doesn't add up. Like if you want to make a lot of money and not work a lot of hours, go be a web developer. Yeah. Like (laughs) they make like at least a grand a day and they don't and they're definitely not working crazy hours. Uh, Yeah. So the other question I wanted to ask was how much did it cost you to go to law school? Yeah, so my law school I think was the cheapest in Canada at the time, but it was it was fifteen thousand a year for tuition. So by the end it was forty five thousand in tuition. I think our parents helped me a bit with my living expenses like the first year, mm-hmm. and then after that I just used my line of credit. So I think by the time I finished, I was like sixty or seventy thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, I found this statistic, and they said in the U.S. like the average 
cost mm-hmm. of going to law school, and this doesn't include your living, living expenses yeah. and stuff, is $115,000. Yeah, U.S. Dollars, prices are crazy Which is crazy. And that would be on top of already having done an undergrad. Yeah. Which is probably the same. Like, so it'd be hundreds of thousand dollars in the U.S. You kind of go down this path before you have literally even worked. Yeah. And you have to then be committed to this thing that you've yeah. decided when you were, what, like 21? Yeah. It's crazy, too, because, like, I think anyone realizes who's studied and then had a job in their field, you don't know the realities of the job generally, like, before you're in it. Mm-hmm. Like, as, no, no matter how much you study, like, the day-to-day of the job, realize until you're there. For me, I thought law would be more interesting in terms of, oh, I'd, like, go to court and argue or, like, do these things. But you don't actually spend, depending on your job, like some people with their litigating would go to court more often. But a lot of law is actually just an office job where you're doing a lot of research and writing briefs and like a lot of it's very bureaucratic. And yeah. I remember there was one time when I was working at the Law Society and I submitted my first memo or like something that I had to give to the tribunal. And I realized after that I was like, oh, my God. I forgot to put page numbers on it. I was like, oh, God, because there's all these, like, rules about how you're supposed to document it. And then I asked my boss, and she was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to accept it. Like, blah, blah. And it's just, like, crazy that forgetting to put page numbers on a document could somehow, like, Derail. impact your case. <laughs> like- um, one of the quotes from that article, too, that I thought was really interesting was um, this. It's, make no mistake about it. Law school is not a bastion of intellectual discourse. It is a trade school. You are all there to be trained to think and act exactly the same way as everyone else in the profession, so you can then be a drone in the legal system. No one is interested in your opinion. The only one of those that matters is the one expressed with a capital O by the judges in whatever case you are currently reading. Yeah, is that true? What I do you think, think of it? generally true. What I thought about law school was like, you are just learning how to learn the law you're how the system a works and you're learning how to research and like everything in canada because it's common law is based on precedent so it's based on previous case decisions so it's not that easy to like, get new precedent developed you are just working within the system a lot of the time and i think before you go and you think be able to like be like the people on tv shows and make all these inventive new arguments for like you are just kind of in the system like even one of the cases that i did at the law society it was like a pretty bad one and like they found them guilty, but the, there wasn't a precedent for, like, big punishment for it. So, like, the punishment in the end wasn't even that big, even though it was, like... Yeah. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where... Well, and then to actually start making the change, you'd have to become a policymaker, right? Yeah, or do something essentially. Like that. It, you think you'll have more control or more, more impact. Power. And I'm sure some people find a way, too, but, yeah, it's not... A lot of it's not what you think it will be. And, like, for me, I was pretty altruistic going into law school as well. I was like, yeah, I want to help people. I want to do that. And I volunteered at a legal aid clinic. I found it really depressing, to be honest. Yeah, I've like, heard that, too. I had a client shoplifted something, and she was, like, an old woman, 60. And, like, she'd just – I think it was, like, she'd done it a few times already. And then it was, like, the next time she'd end up in jail. And, like, I'd be calling her, and she wouldn't respond. And it's just, like – some of it is a bit social work when you're working in those things. Yeah. And you, I think it's really easy to get jaded. And it's one of those careers that it really weighs on you. Like, you can't leave your job at work during the day because you're going to be thinking about your cases and like unless you're doing corporate law and you're just doing like mergers and acquisitions like most of law like family law or like uh, I don't know like property stuff and mm-hmm. and uh, like personal injury a lot of that like you're always impacting someone with everything that you do yeah. it is a lot of the time a win or lose thing so like and even when you win you know you're kind of screwing someone else over sometimes so it's like not it doesn't make you feel good a lot no. of the time and like everyone I know who's done family law it's like that's 
awful like yeah, it's really really thing. like you're dealing with people at their worst as humans a lot of the time and a lot of people are in the system over and over right yeah. and it's from like systemic abuse yeah. and all of that kind and of stuff just, I feel like people don't realize how heavy a career it can be and like, it does it depends what you do like I have all my friends from law school are like in law still generally what are the majority of them jobs. in what type of law there's actually it's actually pretty spread around like I have friends who are in personal injury, property, immigration, government, or regulatory. It's like pretty much everything. And I have some friends who've done like the Bay Street or Wall Street or whatever, like mm-hmm. big, big law. And that's where you do make hundreds of thousands of dollars. But you, you also do. can't go home. No, right? like, <laughs> our, like our friend, one of our friends was in New York for a few years and like working at one of the big law firms there. And she was making a lot of money, I think. But she told me once she was working like 300 hours a month. Which would be like 10 hours a day every day for yeah. a month, which is insane and not worth it. And I had another friend and he would like burn, like it, people burn out so quickly because mm. you're making all this money. And then there's that trap, I think, when you make that much money that you start spending more money and then you feel like yeah. you have to keep making that money. And then it's, but you don't have time to spend it because you're well, like never home. It seems home. like there's like two sides, at least from a non-law yeah person is like you you can go and try and do things that help other people and if that's like family law and getting more into the like humanitarian side of Mm. it um or you can go and work on the corporate side and try and make the big and also on that side usually the family humanitarian side you don't make a lot of money like you really don't from what i've heard and then on the corporate side you can make all that crazy money but on both sides like it takes away a piece of you like one is you just have no life and two is and and sorry the second one you don't have any life the first one it like really Whereas you, or like takes a piece of your soul. Yeah. There's obviously exceptions to it too. And I have a lot of friends who do like their legal careers. Like I went to my friend's wedding last year from law school. So I like caught up with a bunch of people from law school. And, and there are some people like one guy was like working in corporate and just doing mergers and acquisitions. And he was like, oh, I love it. It's just easy. I just talk to people. Like I just make deals and I'm making a year or like something like that. So I think certain people can make it work the way that they need to. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, a lot of people just don't think it through going into it. And then you are like faced with the harsh realities of it. Yeah. And I think especially with um, the debt stuff, like I feel like there was so much pressure in first year of law school, because especially if you're, yeah, if you've taken out a loan or a line of credit and then everyone starts talking about jobs, like first year summer, you don't really not many people expect to have a law job mm-hmm. but then second year it's like when they have OCIs and OCIs is like on campus interviews so it's when oh, there's like one day where all the big law firms like the corporate ones generally and some government things come onto campus and you like apply for all these firms before they come in and then you get a certain amount of interviews and I think I had like nine interviews but it's like speed dating so it's literally like they set up this giant conference room that's like curtained off into like tiny booths and each interview was like 17 minutes or like some weird amount of specific time and they'd actually just ring a bell at the end of 17 minutes and then you'd like go to your next interview and I remember like that was kind of like the death of me in some ways because it's literally all these firms you have no idea like who they are or what they do they all have the same website like you don't like you know what I mean you're trying to like you have this giant binder that's like information on the firms and like trying to like make shit up about like how you care about their firm even though you have like no idea didn't you do the same kind of thing in business too I don't think we had the same thing in business, but for internships or something, uh, maybe I remember I you remember. had to do a speed. I, I don't even what remember. was that program called? The business program oh, at Gloria. Yeah. yeah, didn't you have to do that? No, kind it was of... just one interview oh, okay. for that one. But yeah, this one was just like you just felt like this cog in a giant machine and you know like how I by that time felt pressure to try and get one of those jobs because I was like oh I have all this debt like I'm going to need to pay it off and you want to pay it off as fast as possible and it just seems like you're in this trap 
<laughs> you've like accidentally put yourself in. Yeah. I also think like the whole concept of law school in a profession, it's very dated now. It is. Like it's so even when I was there, like there's always these things about like are lawyers gonna be replaced? Like and not like when I came to Sydney I was working for a tech company that like caters to lawyers and so many of our things were like, Don't worry, you won't be replaced because we we're like <laughs> trying to sell them tech. But like a lot of it is gonna be automated and obviously it can't all be automated, but even just that whole idea of like a lifelong career profession yeah. type thing now is not really the same and like even having to have an education isn't as important or relevant nowadays so true if you can start your own company like i don't know and i think with law flexibility is a huge issue in a lot of ways because some people start their own firm which i think is a huge other thing that's like so difficult because you don't realize when you start a firm it's a business and then you have to do like the marketing and the finance and like Mm -hmm. this whole other side of it then there's also like billable hours if you're working for a firm and not yeah. one for yourself and there's just there's so much yeah there's just so much stress but there are some happy lawyers there there actually are like I, I know a lot of a lot of my friends who are happy in their jobs a lot of them have also had like quarter life crises or whatever yeah. where they're like oh is this the career should I be doing this type of law or what's what but I think that happens in other careers as well oh definitely um our friend who worked at the Salvation Army and then decided to become a lawyer to do more mm. she um everyone I know who became a lawyer and then moved to a small town like I feel like their level of happiness is much higher than someone I know who stayed in the city basically and you have those pressure to like be a certain way work on Bay Street or Wall Street or whatever that kind of thing is um but yeah our friend who moved to a small town she I feel like she's seems like she has a great life yeah she's definitely like has a nice balance and yeah yeah no, it's definitely interesting. Like, I, it's funny because even though I'm obviously not a lawyer anymore, um, and like, I think when people ask me if I regret going to law school, I don't. I, like, if I could go back and know what I know now, then I probably wouldn't do it. But I also made so many amazing friends there. I feel and like, like it was a really formative time. Like, was, the school experience. Yeah, not the school the being experience a lawyer was. After, and right? like, also, I think just knowing me and my background and growing up, like, if I hadn't tried it, I would have always been like, have been a lawyer or like what if I had been a professional or like I would have always wondered and always felt like I hadn't lived up to my potential it also helped me be like oh good I didn't do that (laughs) because at least one of us tried it I think I would have always been wondering and would have always felt like I yeah like didn't do that and like so it's it's just interesting and law school itself was fun but it's also like it is really intense because it's like all type a personalities and everyone's really competitive about like grades and like interviews and all there's like a bit of that like snobbiness and well and that was the thing too with my friends who didn't become like mainstream lawyers I know with all of them there was a bit of it's hard to remember why you're there and like not feel the pressure of like wait should I be applying for like one of those wall street jobs or whatever it is like Like, I can make like five times as yeah and like just because it seems like that's everyone if you're not doing that what are you doing but Yeah. yeah you just have to be strong again in yourself yeah it can be hard though and like I think most people in first semester probably had their own individual like panic attack moments where they're yeah. like, oh my God, should I be here? Am I not smart enough? Or so who do you think should thing? go to law school then? I think if you have genuinely always somehow wanted to be a lawyer or you've thought it out more, like I just don't and even you think... actually know what being a lawyer yeah, is. Yeah, like I honestly like, talk think, to lawyers. I think you I should think. go talk to lawyers and like shadow some lawyers and see if that's actually something you want to do. Like if there's a certain area of law that you're really interested in, you just really have to research it and like I think get some on the ground like hands-on experience and try and like intern at a law firm or do something. Yeah, in one of the articles I read, they said try and be a paralegal. I don't know how easy that yeah. is to just be a paralegal, <laughs> but it said like still, try and get some... Yeah. 
some kind and of experience like that honestly, first before you even make just a like reach out to people on LinkedIn who are like lawyers because I feel like people are pretty receptive generally if like someone's interested and wants to know more about like a career or like anything. I feel like everyone's scared to do stuff like that, but I feel like people are pretty nice about it. And a they lot love of the time. having a break. Yeah, and like just is something refreshing anyone who's ever them. reached out to me about yeah. my job and stuff on LinkedIn I've always met up with them yeah I feel like I have too and like Shadi who, who came here and she is a lawyer now like she got qualified in Australia um she's messaged so many people on LinkedIn since she was here who are lawyers and just been like oh I'm like I'm... and been amazed that who yeah, would she, agree she to literally meet up with her like, at least like 20 people I yeah. think she's met up with so that's like I think it's really important to understand what the career is and have an actual clear idea of like what you want to do because it's yeah. also so different within the different fields as well like it's funny because coming out of law school so many people will be like oh what did you specialize in but like you don't specialize in anything in law school you're literally just learning the language of law essentially yeah. and like how to mm-hmm. research so that you can then go out and specialize in something so like maybe you wouldn't know but like if you don't know what you're interested in then like do you really want to be a lawyer if you don't yeah. even know the specific it's also hard to switch into a different type of law once you're yeah sure. like that's a bit be. hard too so like I've seen that I feel like it's a feels like a kind of constricting career in some ways like having the legal experience is helpful to get other jobs I would say mm-hmm. if you decide to switch like even the jobs I've had here I think it's helped me for sure just to have that on my resume but yeah I think really do your research talk to a lot of lawyers and maybe yeah like look inside yourself look, and really definitely. ask you how much of this is ego oh, how much sure. of this is like expectation how much and what of this is really like my life path yeah and I think also don't feel the pressure of like time or having there's just like there is so much time I feel like and like when I was young I felt like there was no time and I was like oh I need to do this immediately but like I had friends who did law school when they were in their like mid late 30s there were people who were in their like 50s it's not you have to start it right away like explore options if there's other things you're interested in that don't require a three-year like $60,000 commitment yeah at minimum yeah then definitely do it but um yeah I think just go through all the things that we've said and like make sure you're not doing it because you like think it's gonna be glamorous or like think you can save the world or just like yeah I think work-life expectation is really important yeah really think about that as well because I feel like I always thought my career was gonna be the thing that like filled me somehow or be like oh once I like find the right job that's gonna fix everything or like something where you think that your career is like the central it's gonna point make everything life. else make sense yeah but then I was like wait I think work-life balance like really important for me as well and like I think having a job that uh, makes me feel like I'm contributing to greater good of the world almost or like doing something positive is important for me and and you found that in a different way yeah and like even so the job that I had outside of law school you have to do articling in Canada so it's like 10 month internship type thing and I worked for the law society and their discipline department so I was helping to prosecute like sketchy lawyers um so basically for professional this is pretty interesting it was it was like a really cool one and I got like later than everyone else because like you get them and like so many people got them in like the summer before like a year in advance and I got it like two weeks in advance um one of the things that made me realize more so I didn't want to be in law was the fact that it was probably one of the best law jobs to have in Mm -hmm. my opinion because it was kind of like when you had such a great boss too yeah no it was great it was like a department and it was mainly women and they were all just really great they were so helpful and I worked I think I ended up working with like 10 or 15 different lawyers which was cool because I got to do like different cases with different people and it was just it was it was like actually really interesting and a nice environment I feel like it was like the nicest law environment I could be with because people were really supportive I got a diverse range of experience 
But I was in an office that was like a closet. I remember you being like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting in a brick room. <laughs> it had a window into the dreary office itself. It was actually a really cool building. So it was like an old building in Toronto on like Queen Street West. And we had one of those libraries that was like from a movie with like oh. the spiral staircases and like the green That's lamps. So, cool. so that was cool. But um, and th- yeah, like people there still worked even though it was like a more relaxed law job in some ways, there's not like billable hours or any of that stuff. Um, they still worked crazy hours. It was still stressful. And like people there were inspiring. Like there was one woman who I worked with who had launched an album while I was there. And I like went to her like launch party. So but cool. um, yeah, they still did work crazy hours. And like it was still a stressful job. And I was like, this is probably the best of the types of jobs that I would want and I could get. And I'm still not happy in it. And then I was like, okay, I think for me, yeah, I just realized because that was the time in Toronto where I tried to make the most out of everything. I was like, maybe I. I can love Toronto so I like started like dating more and like joined all these clubs and gyms and was trying to like be really into life there. I remember you would get up at like I don't know how early in the morning like, in pitch black yeah, it was in the like winter. Yeah, 5 a.m. and like I tread to the subway Bring to go all like, of a your boot stuff. Camp. Yeah. And like you have to have like three different outfits in Toronto because it's just like you'll get slushy get and through, salty. Yeah. Um, and yeah I just still it was just like not not for me and that was actually a huge thing for me to quit law because after you invest like three years and all that money and like I was like oh I can't ever move to Australia until I pay off all my debt like I remember being like I'm gonna have to work for like three or four years I remember it felt like a sentence I remember feeling so bad for you and and like oh what like what have you gotten yourself into (laughs) like just seems so depressing and um it's funny too because like with the money and with the debt yeah. kind of stuff like it was fine in the end yeah I, I lived with our parents for the first year when I was doing that job and I think I paid off like 30000 of the debt or something because I was just living at home and didn't have that much expenses and then I was like I can pay debt from wherever I am like I can move to Australia and like that I, was, it was like, like, a, the, like, like the light sun bomb coming, it was like, like one of those uh, first times I think I was thinking less black and white and you're like oh. yeah. and like also just with our parents because they were so like invested in me being a lawyer and like they still are how many years has it been every time I talk to her is like oh like are you sure you don't want to get qualified there that was a huge for me to just be like no I'm not gonna continue this I think also yeah foregoing like the expectation because people there is so much cachet and and people People are like oh you you finished you're a lawyer now like people really do respect you and and it feels like you're letting people down almost but when you're you know it's that thing where like I think a lot of people the mentality is like but you studied so hard and you put so come much this money far into it. like you can't waste it now but it, it is that thing where it's like opportunity cost or whatever it is where it's like but oh yeah the james, james smith, smith pt yeah. if anyone follows him on instagram cost fallacy yeah something like that cost fallacy. and what is it again it's Explain just like it. sticking with something because you feel like you've already invested so much in it so you're like oh i've got to stay with it like a relationship or like anything a job whatever but then it's like you're the longer you put that time into it the more you're losing yeah the more you're like losing money basically from it yeah it's just one of those things where why would i stay in it if it wasn't making me happy just to prove if you already feel like, like it's like yeah if you already feel like you've put so much into this you just have to keep staying even though you're unhappy because you put that much in yeah. why would you keep putting more in i know like and make it even more like heavy and even more yeah um like unbalanced it's definitely one of those things and like i honestly don't feel like there's actually been many moments since then where i've regretted it there's been like a well, couple and you, times you came to australia you had you could yeah, yeah like, i wasn't you sure i, I like, did um, your... an assessment to like see yeah. what i'd have to do and i'd have to like take a few courses it wasn't actually well, that our friend shoddy who was in the podcast yeah. last week that's what she, she did, did and, and she's qualified now yeah. yeah and i was like wavered for a while i was like oh maybe i should maybe i shouldn't but like 
Yeah, I really haven't regretted it much at all. There's been a I couple think... times when I like watched a Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary where I'm yeah. like, oh, <laughs> but um, I really, yeah, I don't. I think that's also though because you found a job here that yeah. fulfills you so much. It, it, I well, think it's the like Gold Coast, but done... in Sydney, I didn't. No, like, no, but... but I still didn't really regret it. <laughs> <laughs> that actually says a lot too yeah. because yeah. of what your old job was. But um, I feel like the things you wanted out of a law career are what you're getting right now in yeah. this job. So yeah, it's like looking at what you really want out of it and what your expectations are and then mm. seeing if there's anything else that's maybe less expensive, less yeah. of a silo that you can go and explore. And I think also these days, especially if you're younger and just like getting into the career world now, whatever, like careers aren't even really thing any. Like it's just like there's no. so much opportunity and so much flexibility in like any job you can imagine. Like I feel like there's, you can do anything. Although also like, if you, if it's not going to be the biggest debt for you and all that kind of yeah. stuff go do it then like yeah. it's i mean it's a it's a great frame of reference for the world it right is. to like, see it's things a good in that way education to have i feel like it teaches you a lot of critical things. thinking yeah. and yeah and how to write and how to formulate your opinions, your opinions and, and like, it's it's a good um foundation for being a professional person actually in the it world probably makes more sense in australia then because you can do it in your undergrad yeah. Yeah. it's like in canada the problem is you have to do that undergrad first yeah. that's like so four years like and then you do like yeah. yeah and so that seems like a lot when you're not yeah. really sure what it is but yeah i mean there's pros and cons like you're gonna do what you're gonna do but yeah. it's like, and there are people who love it like i do know people who are lawyers and very happy yeah. and love it i also think the moral of this story is like you do it and nothing you ever do you have to stay with in a no. good way yeah. like and Tori you found happiness and you found a career yeah. you love and you found all the things that you wanted from it and it also didn't hold you back in any way no. and so, I could have let it if I was like oh I need to keep paying yeah you could have thought that's yeah. it I've yeah. I've done this and this is what I'm doing now yeah. even though you knew in your heart that that wasn't the right thing for you uh, and I'm really proud of you that you are not a lawyer now <laughs> and not just I don't it's I think it might have sound like I have a bias against lawyers in this podcast but I have no. lots of friends who are lawyers and like love it and I think it's a it is a great profession it is there's a lot of there's it's so much needed you can do like, with it and there's so many different areas of law but I just like, also know yeah. so many people who have done it for the wrong yeah. reasons and have been unhappy about it and kind of got stuck in these ruts and yeah and just like weren't realistic about what it actually yeah. is and the people I know who are happy are the ones who were so yeah and I think they stuck to their truths more what yeah. they really wanted had more of an idea going into it exactly what they wanted to do with it exactly um and I would say that we're both successful non-lawyers who make great money and yeah. have lives that we love and have a great work-life balance yes. and we are not a profession so oh. you can do it <laughs> the world is your yes, oyster you go forth and conquer <laughs> So now we're entering the woo-woo part of the podcast. <laughs> um, today, we when we were like testing this to record, we just randomly, I don't even know how, started singing Bohemian Rhapsody. And it just felt so good, like made us really happy. It and really it wasn't that we sang it well or did anything good, but it just felt really good. And um we decided that maybe at the end of each podcast for a little while at yeah. least, like just because things are so heavy right now in the world and so much is going on, why don't we just sing a random song? Do a little sing along. And you guys should sing along with us if you know the song. Uh, if you don't, just turn it off right now because it's not going to be well sung, but <laughs> it will be sung and we're just here to bring yeah. some smiles to our own faces, <laughs> even if not yours. So I think today we're going to go with Disney. Okay. We were thinking Lion King. 
What's the I just can't, I just wait, can't to wait to be oh, king? I feel like that, that reminds me because that's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. Do you know the lyrics to it? Oh, um, there they are. I'm gonna be a mighty king, so enemies beware. Never seen a king of beasts with quite so little hair. I'm gonna be the main event, like no king was before. I'm brushing up, I'm looking down, I'm working on my roar. Well, that's a far or rather uninspiring thing. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. No one's saying do this. No one's saying be there. No one's saying stop that. No one's saying see here. Free to run around all day. <laughs> Free to do it all my way. Think it's time that you and I arranged a heart to heart. Kings don't need advice from little hornbills for a start. If this is where the monarchy is headed, count me out. Out of service, out of Africa, I wouldn't hang about. This child is getting wildly out of wing. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Maybe that's enough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We may have to edit that out, but it just makes you happy singing. We should all it sing It makes more. us happy. But that maybe is one of those happy. things that you said once you read, like, group singing is actually one of the six things that, like, is proven to make exactly. you Exactly. So turn the volume down and sing along <laughs> with us. <laughs> okay, guys. Peace out. Love you. Thanks for listening.